Welcome to Season 2, Episode 13 of The Amen Corner. I'm Brad Rothschild. And I'm Stephen Cook. I thought for a second you forgot who you were. No, 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 no. It's just a long, pregnant, a long depressed pregnant pause. pause. You're like, wait, am I Brad or am I Stephen? Hold on. <laughs> well, which, sometimes there is a mind melt. Well, I mean, more often than not, <laughs> it's like, I feel like. I feel like I share. We share one brain. <laughs> the time that I I said to me and Matt, I got a story to tell you, and Mia just looks at me. She goes, "Why don't you just text it to Brad?" <laughs> <laughs> so true. She's she's included dude into her thing, into her really? health discussion. She's like dude. Who, Mia. Yeah. Mia's like dude. Let me tell you something. As soon as she does, as long as she's not saying bruh. Yeah. Right, listen, bro. <laughs> Look, Mia. You can't be saying bruh. <laughs> Tali, Tali gets really angry at me when I say bro. Yeah, really? She's like, that's not how she's like, that's not how you say it. I'm like, how do you say it? She's like, bruh. I'm like, that's exactly what yeah. I just said. She's like, no, you said bruh. I'm like, that's what I said. She's like, it's bruh. I'm like, that's what I said. She's like, no, you can't say it. Just oh don't. My God. Just don't. Then she says, just don't, and walks away. <laughs> just is there, don't. Is there a gene that starts to fire as soon as they turn 12 it's the door closed gene because maddie comes in she's very she's very pleasant hi maddie how are you fine how are you how was your day great fine. what did you do i went to school i went to ballet and next thing you know the the door's closed she's in her yeah. room door closed well talia lives with her door closed well, i'm saying room. is that you know like on their 12th birthday does this gene suddenly like wake up and start sending signals to the I think I think brain. it's a different age for different sh- different children. Talia's been a teenager since she was like three. <laughs> nice. And you know, people are like, "Oh, like this is the age." Like when they're four, it's tough. I'm like, I don't think that's what it is. I'm like, there's something else going on here. And they're like, "Oh, you know, this is the age. She's nine. Right, like, right, I don't right. think that's what it is." It's like, well, now she's a teenager, so don't expect to ever see her again or have her talk to you. It's like, nah, I've been dealing with this for a lot longer than her teenage years. <laughs> Seriously, it's been sort of jarring. I've had like six months yeah. of door closed when, you know, the previous 12 years I had nothing, you know, like, oh, hey, what's up? I mean, she still is. It's really, in- she says what? No, she still is talkative and sweet as ever. I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop. But definitely I see this, I see this coming because the, you know, the door is constantly closed. I know what she's doing. I feel like, I feel like I never know what she's doing. I know what she's doing. <laughs> I, I feel like we have two children who are immersed in our family life and one who is a bit separated from it. So like when we have when we have like inside jokes, like sometimes I'm not sure that Talia knows about them because <laughs> she's not she's around. Just, she's just in her room, you know? Like oh yeah, I don't think you knew about that. Oh yeah, you missed that. That was a few weeks ago. Yeah, oh, you were in your room. Yeah, oh you yeah, you missed Trump getting elected <laughs> last year. She's like, What? Who's what's going on? <laughs> Who's the president? Like, yeah, sorry, I and, guess that wasn't on Snapchat. And 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 you can't say fetus anymore. Well, I don't want to say it to my daughters anyway. <laughs> Why are they too? No, are, are they too vulnerable? Words. Are they too vulnerable? Up, oh, another they're, word you can't say. Well, they're you know they're studying science based. Ah, uh, no, 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 school. don't say. It. What do you think? Your what do you think? Science is an entitlement. Ah, uh, can't say that. Uh, Wow. 
There, you know what? We're joking about it, but this is what we've talked about for a long time. This is the thought police. This is the dark ages, um, man. This is we're returned to the dark ages, and this is this is 1984. This is this is the Mike Pence agenda. All those evangelicals who supported the child molester Roy Moore. This is their thing too. You can't say fetus. You can't say science based. You can't say vulnerable. You can't say transgender. You can't say LGBTQ. You can't say. Uh, evidence based so you can't say diversity these people Can you s- who supported yeah. a perverted criminal molester want to ensure that scientists at the center for disease control that does research on disease trying to prevent disease in this country and around the globe the CDC was deeply involved in the Ebola crisis a number of years ago they want to prevent these people from speaking certain words. Right. Truth. Well, they want to prevent truth from coming it out. It is so. This is this is how scary. they control knowledge. Scary. Yeah. But you know, look. As as awful as this is, I just want to say one thing about the Center for Disease Control in Atlanta. Yeah. You know, as you know, I went to Emory University yes. in Atlanta, Georgia. Yes, you did. Fine, a fine school. Center, a fine institution of higher learning. Fine. The Center for Disease Control uh, was adjacent to our fraternity's yard. Really? Or to yeah. Oh no. And we had a we had a ravine behind our house, and the water that flowed out of the ravine. I'm not joking. This is not a, this is not an exaggeration. This is not hyperbole. The water that flowed in that ravine. Was fluorescent green. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, those are the those are the Reagan years. These were the late Reagan, late Reagan early, early Bush. Bush years. That's true. Now, I'm not saying that there's a correlation <laughs> right. between these two. You think that However, they were promoting disease because disease is good for business? All I'm saying <laughs> is that there were three or four of us that had cancer before the age of forty. Oh shit. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yep. No way. Three fraternity, way. three or four fraternity brothers, same fraternity house from yep. different parts of yep. the country, all had cancer yeah. before they were 40. Yep. Jesus Christ, dude. Yeah. Actually, four, and definitely four. Yep. Is everybody, so, is everybody in remission? Everybody all right? Everybody is alive, thankfully. Thank God. Um, but That's one crazy. of the guys, yeah, one of the guys reached out to the university to discuss this matter and was shut down really very quickly. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So I'm not I'm not you know, I'm not drawing any linkage between the seven forbidden words. Yeah, but I think is CDC. that a li- I mean, what is it what is like the scientific what is a what is the scientific, you know, Definition of a cancer cluster. Yeah, you know what? After the second guy in my fraternity got two, the first two guys had testicular cancer, uh-huh. which is common, common among, among guys men right. in their twenties. I went to a doctor and I asked him about it, and he said, "Statistical anomaly." Oh, really? That's what it is—a statistical anomaly. But then, after you know, somebody else got a had a tumor in his stomach. And then, of course, I had my then I had my nasopharyngeal carcinoma. 
you know, God. You, you stop thinking it's a statistical anomaly, right? Right, of course. Right. So. But the, 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 the testicular cancer thing, that's something guys in their 20s and 30s yeah, get. You get, yeah. exactly. But right. again, you know, four things and, you know, a few short years and you start to scratch right. your head and wonder, like, right. what was in the in ravine? that fluorescent what, what, stem, yeah, right. I wonder if we can test the soil back there, but probably not. Right. But anyway, I do you know that I was, I was, no, 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 the digression, um, I was convinced that I had testicular cancer. Only I ended once? up at the, uh, well, I had seen a, I had seen an ER episode where a guy <laughs> had testicular cancer. And so then I started to furiously examine myself and, um, you've been furiously <laughs> examining yourself for a long time. Like since every five before, minutes, since like every five minutes. Cause I'm a hypochondriac and, yeah, uh, to the, to, I'm such a hypochondriac that, um, one of my friends got me the hypochondriac's guide to survival. Anyway, nice. so I ended up at the Penn health service. And the guy's like, well, you know, like, what's, what's the deal? I was like, I have I, I'm really worried. <laughs> he's, I'm like, I'm really sore. I'm he's like, I'm all right. He's like, I was like, I told him I saw ER. <laughs> he's, he's like, are you kidding me? He's like, get out. Just get out. <laughs> he's like, no, 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 no. I mean, now that you're here, I have to do this. But so do you think basically that, wanted to kick me out? Do you think that a, um, an effective defense for public exposure would be I was checking myself for testicular cancer. <laughs> <laughs> Is that like Louis C.K.? That's going to be his defense. Exactly. Or, you know, I wasn't... I, I saw an ER rerun and I was really worried about it. Can you, you know, if you're in a meeting with a woman and you can say, like, can you check me for testicular cancer? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. I'm freaking out that I might have testicular cancer. Can you just oh check me? Oh, my God. Yeah. Can, you just, can you just help me out? Yeah, I feel really you, comfortable with you around the office. Yeah. Can you just? Watch I can't talk to my I, wife about things like this. Can you just watch as I check myself for testicular cancer? <laughs> oh my god, that's the greatest defense ever invented, right here on the MN corner. That's what Matt Lauer is going to do. I thought. I Matt honestly, honestly, I was watching an episode of ER, <laughs> and I got worried, so I asked some of my colleagues if they would help me. <laughs> Yeah, it's funny that we I, that, joke that about story, this. Th- that story, my story, that's that is not that is that is there's no exaggeration in that story. <laughs> I was watching ER. I was on the phone with Lauren. Lauren was living in DC, I was living in Philly. And I started, you know, and I spent half the night, you know, feeling down there, got sore. And then I was convinced, all right, well now I have it. Wait, are you saying that you were on the phone with Lauren and you were We were curious? you know, I would study till like ten o'clock. Yeah, but you were and then, you were checking yourself for testicular cancer while on the phone with your yeah your yeah, yeah. This is, it's, you know yeah phone sex no but checking myself for testicular cancer okay yes. all right just checking and, what this was so I <laughs> want to make sure that you know this is a clean show this is a family show this is a totally clean show no seriously we would talk and then we would kind of watch TV together on the phone huh and uh, yeah so it was an ER episode I got really freaked out this is I why I never watched ER. Because <laughs> there's always like some baby dying or some right. Oh god, surgery terrible. gone awry or something. Then it's just like you you wake up and you're like, all right, maybe I have that. Like maybe that's going to happen to me. <laughs> well, this is funny. My my neighbor was in Philly was a nutritionist at the at Hospital University of Pennsylvania, and her then boyfriend now husband was a resident, and like so you know we hung out and stuff. And 
they, she would say to me, she's like, I'd say, like, you know, how, you know, how realistic is ER? She's like, let me put it this way. Um, at Hospital University of Pennsylvania, we actually take people to the operating room <laughs> to operate on them. She's like, not at all. Yeah. But yeah. that still didn't convince me that I didn't have testicular cancer, cancer. Well, which is why I ended up at the, at which the is, which is medical why, center. At which is why 20 years later, you're still checking yourself <laughs> no, that's for other at, reasons. At seemingly inappropriate times, <laughs> on the on the metro, at the office. Now, what uh, appears to you to be inappropriate touching is just me checking myself for testicular because cancer. I'm a because I'm a I'm a hypochondriac. Yeah, I've been traumatized by ER once too many times. <laughs> I'm suffering from PTSD from watching ER. <laughs> Out of control. Meanwhile, meanwhile, I'm is there suffering. Anything we're both up? suffering from P- PTSD. So, because when when Roy Moore lost, when the rapist Roy Moore, when the when the when the child rapist child Roy Moore lost, I was still like, I don't, I don't really exactly. believe it. And neither people, one of us were even that if excited. he did lose, the people won't accept it. Yeah, neither one of us were that excited. I know people were doing like a victory laugh. I'm like, nope. Not not gonna. I'm gonna withhold judgment until this whole thing really ends and the guy's sworn into his seat. I yeah. was uh, I, I was flying back from Miami and I had the wireless for like an hour of the flight, and because I'm cheap and I won't buy it, so I'll, it I'll take the hour. one. A- no 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 no, because I'm a T-Mobile customer on American. Uh-huh. They give it to you for like either the first hour or an hour of the flight. So anyway, the last hour and fifteen minutes of the flight, I was in total information blackout, and when I landed, I had like a bunch of text messages from Lauren saying it's really close it's really close and then like by the time I got to the 10th one she said you know more lost more lost and that's when I texted you and you were like whatever (laughs) 49% 49% of Alabamans voted for more so why should we do a victory dance I think they call themselves Alabamians are they Alabamians I think so Alabamans Bamans Meanwhile, I mean, honestly, back at the ranch. 49% voted yeah. for Roy Moore. Well, so, like, what the fuck? I so agree. I'm not doing, I'm not doing a dance. No, be one no thing if wheels. 20% voted for him. And they're like, okay, there is a t- crazy 20% but here. But fairness, 49%? All those church ladies? But in all fairness, all the this, evangelicals? Is, this is Alabama. And the fact that he mm-hmm. lost at all is a victory. I know. Because still, this is that's the crazy to me. This is the reddest of red states. I mean, they so haven't all had, those people. They haven't, all had those... A, they haven't had a Democrat elected to the Senate there in over twenty years, and the Democrat who they did, yeah, and the, the guy who they did elect ended up switching over to the Republican Party anyway. Right, Richard Shelby. Yeah. So think about think about how how the the, the goalposts have moved. Right? They're, they're always moving the goal. Richard post. Shelby is like a hero of the left now because he came out so forcefully against Roy Moore. Jeff Flake. Look at Jeff Flake from Arizona. Look yeah. at his voting record. He is as nutty as the next crazy conservative Republican. And he's become this lefty folk hero now because, because he's willing to take on... What else on, do we have? What else do we have? Uh, what else do we have? Nuts. Look, I feel like this week is going to be... Robert Mueller... Comey, Comey, everybody, I remember I was away and the emails came out, you know, Comey said I may have to reopen the investigation against Clinton like right before and you were were texting me, I thought you were going to throw yourself, you know, from your third floor apartment. I did actually. 
You did? Yeah. Did you hurt yourself? Well, not as bad not as bad as this what has happened subsequent to that to our country. The Comey They're gonna fire a mural, right? They, this week You think they're gonna try to fire this him? this week it's gonna go down. Oh my god. The shit will hit the proverbial fan this week. And they're gonna See, fire I was convinced uh, look, I was convinced news. that would only happen if more if more won. No. And the president had the wind in his sails. I think it's going to happen because the noose is tightening, and you see it. It's like they're setting us up now on state-run news on on Fox. They are discrediting the FBI. Now this thing, this nonsense about emails that were illegally obtained, which is a total distraction. It's totally false with their, the narrative that they're trying to peddle. This is what they're going to do to discredit the investigation. They're calling it into question. They are going to fire this man this week. And that's when we're getting out on, into the streets. That's what's going to happen. We've got to take our country back. If they fire him, that just means they're not interested in, in the findings of, of, uh, of, of the FBI. They're not. They're not interested yeah. in this. They, they're no, not interested I, I, because they know they're guilty. They're guilty. You know it's, it. It's, I know it. And what's crazy is, what's crazy is, of course, the fact that they they got these emails from, what's it called? Um, from government servers. Illegally. Ugh, that's such utter fucking bullshit. Executive privilege. But, you know, they're claiming executive privilege, but a lot of these emails were from the transition time before he was actually the right. uh, commander-in-chief. So he's not entitled to executive privilege. But you know what? This is the administration where um, a Trump's conversations with his son are considered attorney-client privilege because there, right. was an, there was an attorney you know, within 50 feet of the conversation. In that case, any Jewish conversation... <laughs> is subject to attorney-client privilege. Even Kyler Moore has a lawyer who's a Jew. No, it's my one of our lawyers. One of our lawyers Jew. is a Jew. No, a it's Jew. Jew. One of a our Jew. lawyers is a Jew. One of our now, lawyers is a Jew. When when you use three syllables to pronounce the word Jew, <laughs> you're anti-Semitic. And it's not that he's Jewish. He's a Jew. This this kind of like casual and pe- like people don't even realize. But what was that that lawmaker? Where was he? Some state lawmaker from like Kentucky was saying something about like don't Jew me, and it was like don't be cheap. Uh. And and I I heard I once heard this was a million years ago. I had a girlfriend who had a younger sister. They grew up outside the New York metropolitan area. And I don't know. Again, it was like something over, over money. She said, she said, don't Stein me. Stein? And I said, Stein. And I said, do you want to run that by me one more time? She was talking to one of her sisters. Yeah. And I said, do you want to run that by me one more time? She said, yeah, don't Stein me. I said, do you know what that means? And she said, well, it's like, you know. Don't you know? Don't be cheap. And I said, but no, no, no. Do you know what the the reference is? And she had no idea. I said, you know, Stein is a very common Jewish name. Yeah. So it's basically this is this is outside of major areas where there's large Jewish populations. Yeah. People say these things. They well, just they, say these things. Yeah. And, I mean, and and it's this casual kind of anti-Semitism. 
I mean, she was, you know, she was a teenager, so I, I'm not, I, I, well, there was no malice up, intended. But she, but this is just the kind of thing in, that she heard. Yeah, she grew up in a milieu where this was just thrown around. Look, the only And people, not even in her household. It only, wasn't even in her household. It was just around, you know? Yeah, I'll, I'll bet she was in her house, too, though. No, 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 I'm convinced the it was only, not. The only people who are entitled to be casually anti-Semitic are Jews. Are Jews. So, right. Sorry. You and I, in the privacy of our own homes, can be casually anti-Semitic. No one else. Hey, what's the what's the goal of Jewish football? Oh, come on, that's easy. Can I answer it? <laughs> yeah. Gotta get the quarterback. I gotta get the quarterback. <laughs> then there's my favorite Jewish joke of all time. Do it. What happens when a Jew with an erection walks into a wall? <laughs> Nothing. He breaks his nose. <laughs> now that's funny that's funny that is funny actually but it's but you know what if somebody who grew up in north carolina and wasn't jewish made that joke it wouldn't be so funny well it was like the time i was it was like the time i was uh in corpus christi texas and i was speaking to a group uh and the night before the big talk there was a dinner with like the executive board of the organization that brought me down there. And we were talking about Egypt and somehow, you know, I was talking about how Anwar Sadat, the, the image of Anwar Sadat in the West is very different from it is in Egypt. Right. And how in Egypt, you know, it, it was seen as a separate piece and a shameful piece. And it gave up on the, it gave, you know, it, it, it essentially was abdicating Egypt's leadership role in an Arab cause. And, and I said, and, you know, Sadat didn't really put himself in a good position. Menachem Begin really took him to the cleaners in the, in the negotiations. And one of the guys says, well, of course he did. He's a Jew. Ugh. And I was like, I blanched. And I think a number of others of the, like, six or seven other people who didn't realize uh, that I was suddenly realized that I was Jewish. Wait a minute. I think that Stephen Cook is a Jew. I think he may be a Jew. Well, let, let's a take Jew. a look. Five foot six and a quarter. Did they curly, ask, dark hair. Did they ask dark to see, eyes. Did they ask to see where He's the moil got some got hairy you? knuckles. Did they, ask to see, Jew. did they ask to see where the moil got you? <laughs> no, I was, uh, but I did have to check myself during that, uh, during that dinner. Corpus Christi, Texas is a legitimately good name for a place if you don't want any Jews living there. (laughs) Well, you know, I I got off the plane and one of my hosts picked me up at the airport and I was asking her all kinds of questions. I was like, oh, so, you know, like what what's the big, you know, industry in Corpus Christi and, you know, what what are the demographics? And she said she's like, well, you know, the demographics used to be, you know majority of us but now it's more them than us and i was like what's that who's that <laughs> she's like you know they like to reproduce more and what? i was like what 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 did she mean <laughs> brown people she meant quite obviously brown her, people her hispanic neighbors Ooh. Sounds like a wonderful place to raise a family. <laughs> I got back. I was telling for, And then on the way home, my flight was delayed like forever. Lauren's like, yeah, you're not going back there again. Yeah. Corpus there was Christi a big naval Texas. station there. So you would think it would be more you know, a little more. Yeah. Yeah. No. Tolerant. Yeah. Nope. Forget it. But uh, anyway, this is what we have. This is what we've been reduced to. Our own anti-Semitic jokes, <laughs> discussions of checking myself from 20 years ago because I was—I I am a hypochondriac, 
And because it is so depressing, I think you're. I think they're gonna. I mean, we were wrong on the on the Roy Moore thing. Although it was so close, well, he could have won. We were wrong. Only but I think only, I think it's absolutely the case that he's gonna fire Roy Moore. I mean, not, fire yeah, uh, he's Robert fire Mueller. Mueller. We were wrong only because we're overly fucking cautious. I'm sorry. We right. we've been in the we've seen this movie. We know how it ends, and we know that when polling is a certain way, there are lots of people who are not going to be honest with a pollster mm. because they know that the candidate right. is so beyond the pale that they're embarrassed right. to tell the truth. And they should be embarrassed right. to tell the truth, like we said last week. But you know what? In this case, what happened was the Republicans, by and large, stayed home. Right. And the Democratic voters were galvanized, especially black women who voted 98% right. Against yep. Roy Moore. My sisters in the resistance. Yes. But you know what? Um, let's, let's not what? fetishize black, the black vote. Because, okay, let's not. Because they have their own interests. You know, they're not carrying right. water for us. Well, true. True. You know, we're and, all on you the know, same Think about all, all the terrible the things. That, right. But they, in particular, have a lot to lose in these elections. Yep. And they do lose a lot. So when, when they, Trump said, they have like, the most to lose, actually, because right. they're and particularly black women, where all of the odds, all of the odds are stacked against them. But when you talk right. about a group that knows oppression and that knows. Uh, right. Uh, th- this is you know, African-American women. Th- this is ground zero. So. Right. What's that? What? No, no, no. I mean, I, I think that's right. I think we're allies, but our interests and our interests intersect. But we should right? not. We should not like. You know, like I said, fetishize them and say, like, right. look what they've done for us. No. Right. They have interests. They, you know, they have agency. Right. And Absolutely. We, should, we shouldn't depend on anybody else to do stuff that we need done. We shouldn't say, well, we can sit it out because black women are going to vote. Well, that that's exactly right. But given, think about how critically important the African-American vote was in Alabama where you have two to one Republican Republicans outnumber Democrats two to one in college towns in Alabama college towns in Tuscaloosa wherever yeah. these fucking schools are you know college people in college this is like you're supposed to be you know you're kind of liberal lefty college towns they these college towns have consistently consistently voted right down the line Republican very deep red college towns you know college students in these places why. Because it's still Alabama. Right. Exactly. So that's what I'm saying. I'm saying, yes, we shouldn't fetishize the African-American vote, but we should recognize how critical it was yes. in, in pushing back on, on Roy Moore, the child-molesting, perverted, rapist, Islamophobic, racist, anti-Semitic piece of garbage that he was. And the fact that so many people voted for him— yeah. Is it's scary and should it be scary, scary to our allies among the That's African-American right. community. But, but you know what this means to me? That what? if the Democratic Party wants to get serious about winning elections and governing, there need to be more black people in leadership roles in the party. I, I think that that's absolutely right. And I mean, there absolutely needs to right. be more You Hispanics. can't take advantage. There needs expect to be more. the African-American community to come out as long as it's business as usual where, right. you know, you campaign in their... You campaign in heavily African-American districts and you make promises and then you go back to Washington or wherever 
and it's business as usual. That's that's bullshit. I I get that. We need more Hispanics. We need more African Americans. More women. More, more women. More minorities. They need to right. take leadership roles. If we say the Democratic Party is the future of the country, then it needs to accurately reflect what the country looks like. And there are leaders I, I, in every community, and every community should put its leaders up to run. That's that's the way absolute. it works. And and the, and what's crazy is that. I'm sorry to say it, but over the the Obama years, the Democratic Party was like, "Oh, these these seats they're too they're red. We're not even going to waste any resources. We're not going to run anyone." So there was no there. It, it's it was like giving up parts of the country. You can't do that. Yeah, well, it was leaving people basically without any representation because oh, these districts are drawn. But so what? Give these people a run for their money. Exactly. Call every, out these liars. In every election, we need to give them a run for their money. Exactly. As long as, long as we still no have, quarter. As long as we still have free and fair elections in this country, and right. God only knows that that might might not be for a lot longer. Honestly, we, we should give the Republicans no quarter. The lying, the hypocrisy, is it's it's so mind numbing, terrible, numbing. It's, it's mind numbing on a daily basis. I just saw this schmuck. I came in from a run and I was uh, I was stretching. I saw this schmuck like from freedom, whatever, you know, one of these Tea Party things defending this tax cut. I thought the Tea Party was all about the huge debt, the huge debt. No, we're going to add a trillion and a half dollars. No, I'm going to repeat it again. And we're going to repeat it over and over again. The Tea Party was about opposing an African-American president. The Tea Party was about opposing a black dude who was president. So now we can turn every argument that they made on on their heads because it doesn't matter. They're right. I mean, they're they're the shapeshifters. The right. only thing That's, that they're really against is whatever we're for. Right. At any given moment. Let me let me also say that every day, every day, I plan on reminding people that the Republican National Committee supported Roy Moore. Yeah, I, I've that you cannot that. get much lower than yes. Everybody deserves their day in court, innocent until proven guilty. But you don't have to. You don't have to support someone where there are credible allegations. You can say totally he deserves his day in court. We are not going to support him, though. I, I, it, it, unbelievable. unbelievable. Who are they afraid of? They're afraid of this fucking guy, Steve Bannon, who would be a homeless, uh, 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 alcoholic, uh, uh, homeless <laughs> failed businessman if he didn't. If he wasn't this cult hero among racists, anti semites. And and Muslim haters, yeah, <laughs> makes me so angry. It does make me angry, and it's that righteous indignation that is going to propel us forward to fight this, whatever you want to call it. We're fighting it, and when they fire Mueller, we're getting out there on the streets. Oh my God! And we are going to defend Absolutely. our democracy. We're no going matter where to I am, our democracy. No matter where I am and what I'm doing, when they fire Mueller. All right. Is it Mueller, Mueller? What is Mueller. it? It's Mueller. Time. I mean, I think that that's going to be pretty important when we do go out to protest to actually get the guy's name right, right? Well, I mean, I'll, I'll spell it correctly on my sign. M-U-E-L-L-E-R. There's an E right? in there. Yeah, there's, yeah, an, yeah, there's, an, e. there's an E. There's an E. It's, it's Mueller time. It's Mueller time. It's <laughs> whatever time it is, we got to defend our oh, democracy. Oh, God. All right. So that's it. In, right. defense, in defense of our democracy, we're going to sign off. All right. Well, listen, everybody, have a have a Merry Christmas if you can. Oh, I'm glad that you're not fighting the war 
I'm glad that you are fighting the war against Christmas. Let me tell you something. I say Merry Christmas loud and clear. Merry, Merry Christmas to all. Merry, Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year to all of my friends celebrating the birth of the baby Jesus. Happy and happy Happy Hanukkah to my co-religionists. Happy, happy Kwanzaa to those who celebrate. Happy Kwanzaa. Eid Mubarak. It's not. It's not from. I don't care. Everybody right. deserves to celebrate this time of Everybody year. Everybody deserves it. Merry Christmas. Happy Dishwali. <laughs> All right, we're out. Later.